Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Good morning, football. Just four days until Super Bowl 56. We'll be making our picks on Friday. NFL Honors is tomorrow. The Bengals have arrived here in Los Angeles. Rams-Bengals, the showdown at SoFi. It is going to be epic, electric, legendary, historic. All of that. New stars arising. Old veterans getting chances on big stages. D'Angelo Hollis here. Peter Schrager's here. Let's hear it for Kyle Brandt. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody on set? How we feeling? Oh, boy. Our show is presented by Rocket Mortgage today. Shregs, we love a Rocket Mortgage. We love a Rocket Mortgage. We love a Rocket Mortgage Square. We love a square. We love the $50,000 every time the score changes and all of that. We have a packed show. We got to do it as one big happy family. It's time for... We welcome in these lovely faces with all the information you need to get you set for this Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. We've got Taylor Bashotti, uh, Bridget Condon joining us. Taylor, you've been uh, hanging out with the Rams all week long. Set the scene for us. What is the story for that squad today? Okay, the Rams are going to be back on the practice field today. They had a normal game week schedule this week. Tuesday, they're off. Wednesday, they're back. The temperature in Thousand Oaks this afternoon is supposed to be 82 degrees. Not too bad. It's 50 miles north from here. It certainly does not feel like it's 82 degrees outside right now. But this Sunday for Super Bowl Sunday, it's also going to be in the 80s. If that's the case, it's going to make it one of the warmest Super Bowls ever. Head coach Sean McVay did say on Tuesday, though, that wins could play a factor this week in Thousand Oaks. They've had some intense wins in the past. This season, they've had to go to SoFi Stadium at times to practice. But this time, because of all the game day prep that they have at SoFi, they're going to have to go to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. So something to monitor this week is that Thursday's practice could be at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Absolutely beautiful right there next to the foothills. Let's go to a proud James Madison Duke. Bridget, let's talk about the home team Bengals, even though they're playing in Los Angeles. What's on their schedule for today? I think right now they're probably still asleep behind me in their hotel, but they hopped off the plane at LAX yesterday with a dream, and they're 
cardigan, right? No, Joe Burrow definitely not rocking a cardigan. He has way too much swag for that. But seriously, this is a dream come true for all the players on this roster. Many of them weren't even alive when the Bengals were last in the Super Bowl 33 years ago. So they got here a little early. They'll practice outside today at UCLA. They've been practicing in a bubble in Cincinnati because of the snow, because of the ice. So they're going to get used to practicing outside today. But Zach Taylor said he wants to keep this week as normal as possible. Keep meeting times the same. Keep practice times the same so that they can get used to this just as a normal week. They're going to try and eliminate that outside noise. So how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to spend more time with each other. For this team, that's easy. When you ask any player on this team individually what makes this team so special, what makes them stand out, they all say the same thing. It's their chemistry. There's no egos on this roster. They're all playing for each other, whether you're a backup, whether you're a practice squad member, whether you're a starter. They all want the same thing. That's a Super Bowl. It started at the top with Zach Taylor when he was hired by the Bengals in 2019. He said the best teams are built on great player ownership. They allow these players to have a voice. Yes, he deals with the scheme and the details, but it's really players who are able to talk, that locker room, more like a family, less like a business. Well said. I was not prepared for a Miley Cyrus reference at 4.04 Pacific (laughs) Standard Time, but I am here for it always. Good morning. Uh, Bridget, I believe, is this your first talk back at least with me on Good Morning Football? Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. What better week than Super Bowl week to get started? And what better team to cover than those Bengals? Bashadi, you kill it as always with those Rams. We'll talk to you down the stretch here. A four-hour show, big time guest of a big game on Sunday, four days away. What do you guys think is the biggest thing that the Bengals uh, have going for them in this Super Bowl? I think the biggest thing is they shouldn't feel any pressure. And I say that from the standpoint of when you have a whole lot of pressure on you and you're supposed to go out here and you're supposed to do great things, sometimes you get to pressing a little bit, right? I think this Bengals football team doesn't have any pressure. They're not supposed to be here. I know they're here and when you get here, you you want to win the game, but I think it just allows this football team to just play a little bit more loose. And you talk about playing loose, it's this explosive offense, right? We've seen Joe Burrow get knocked down time and time again and just continue to pick itself up, right? I mentioned the other day, some of these great quarterbacks, they get knocked down nine times. Somebody's going to hear about it on the sideline. They get knocked down three times. <laughs> but it's been Joe Burrow's ability to just be cool and calm under pressure. And that's when he can rely on all of these playmakers he has out there. It only takes one play, mm-hmm. one time to get the ball to a guy like Jamar Chase at the line of scrimmage, and he goes 80 yards. One time to notice that they're doubling T. Higgins on this play and Jamar Chase. So, bam, I got Tyler Boyd down the middle of the field. It just takes one mm-hmm. play for the Cincinnati Bengals offense to really strike. And so I, I just want to see this team play relaxed, no pressure on but wait, them. But there is pressure. Like, are you, do you no, really, you know no. what it takes to be successful on the NFL level and to go through an entire season to make the playoffs. Then you're in the Super Bowl and there's like, they're playing with house money. I don't know if I buy that. I'm saying the simple fact is when you look at these two rosters yeah. and you place them side by side, it's no doubt who should win this game. Mm. The reason we hmm. love the National Football League is because they don't play the games on paper. You got to go out there and do it. You yeah. just never know how a guy's going to respond. And so I'm just simply saying this football team has kind of let it all go all year long, right? They haven't felt like, oh, my goodness, we have to go out here and do this. We got to do this. I'm just saying keep that same mindset same mentality. Energy. Do you know who Uncle Mo is? Very legendary figure. Chris in- Mm-hmm. No, who is that? Uncle Mo has been slighted by analytics folks, by oh. the pro football focus folks, by the folks who like to watch the X's. Uncle Mo is momentum. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. Uncle okay. Momentum. Okay. And people right. despair. They say, well, that's, there's no such thing as momentum in sports. Mm-hmm. It's all a science and it's a, a chess sport. The Bengals have momentum. There's no metric. There's no numerical value on it. There is something intangible about it. And it's the beauty of sports. And it's the beauty of the Super Bowl. The Bengals are playing in a way right now where they're getting better.
better and better and believing in each other more and more each week. We've seen this with Super Bowl teams. We mentioned Aaron Rodgers' 2010 Packers team, the Giants, the 2007 yeah, Giants. Right. Mm-hmm. But the one that I look at is one that I covered very closely before we were a show. It was 2013, and the Ravens went on a Super Bowl run, and they beat the Colts in the wild card round, and they go into Denver. And it's Peyton Manning, and he broke all these records, and it's Joe Flacco who's not going to beat Peyton Manning in a big game. And Joe Flacco hits Torrey Smith, hits Jacoby Jones, and they beat the mighty Denver Broncos in Denver. Then the following week, they have to go into New England where Tom Brady awaits them. And not do they only beat them, they beat them handedly. They were strong, they were confident, and by the time they got to the Super Bowl, they had already beaten Peyton Manning in his building, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady in his building. Who do you got? Well, it's the 49ers, and they're great, and it's Kaepernick, and it's yeah. Frank Gore, and it's Harbaugh. But they weren't losing that Super Bowl because they were so confident going into that game that they said, look who we've already beaten. Yeah. Yeah. We can beat this team on a neutral field. So I look at, you go into Tennessee, and you beat the number one seed, then into Kansas City. Oh, we got to play the, the Rams? Mm-hmm. All right, well, look who we've already beaten. Mm-hmm. We can Momentum is real. Don't tell me it isn't. Uncle Mo is alive and well, and the Bengals have him in the dark corner. Uncle Mo is great. Uncle Mo, I, I just, Jamar and Joe. <laughs> that works That's too. what I got. I, I've had so much time on these trips. They're so weird. You're away from your family. I'm just walking the streets with idle thoughts. I'm thinking a lot about the halftime <laughs> playlist, a lot. Okay. And then I keep posing this hypothetical. Given how the Bengals have made this trek through the playoffs, if they get down early, how many points would the Bengals have to be down for me personally to be like, it's a wrap, the game is over? And I think I'm at 32 at halftime. But if they're not 31, I still believe in number one. I really do. I think they have the biggest punch in this game. Burrow to Chase. I love Boyd. I love Higgins. I love all those guys. Chase is a supernova. And I think that even if they get down, like when they were down to the Chiefs, and they were down to the Chiefs again, I still think that it's better, it's bigger than Stafford to Cup. The, the Burrow to Chase thing is the most electric, the most dynamic, 79 yards, and it's over, and we scored factor in the whole game. So I think the biggest thing they have going for them, those two young stars, as much as I like the supporting cast, because yeah. they might get down early. The Rams might come out, and they've been there before, and it might. the Bengals like to get down early. And unless they're down 32 points, and as long as they have Burrow and Chase, I think it's the best thing going, and I think they can come back. It's so true. Burrow is magical. Is he going to lose a big game ever in his career? Yes. Is it going to come Sunday? Maybe. But he is so unshakable at such a young age, you don't see it. It doesn't happen. It's, it's a very rare thing to have. And I just want to remind everybody, and I know everybody has watched the games, remember the Titans game when his headset wasn't working? It's that he gets down and comes back in different ways. You throw the script, the plan out the window, and he's got it. Here he is executing, guys, an entire drive. He's like, my headset's not working. Some people knew Twitter, I remember, was going crazy sure. about it. It was a divisional round game. No panic. He casually marches down the field, and they get a field goal before half. We saw him taking Nine sacks in that game. Mm-hmm. Get right back up. Not get rattled for a second. Down 21 to three against the Chiefs. Not a blink. Did not blink. Came back and won. And at the end of the season, Strays, you're talking momentum. You're always looking for the hot team. The team. At the end of the season, this kid put together nearly a thousand yards in a two-game span. We're talking record-breaking stuff. So it's his magic, and I love Peter that he always comes through in a different way. I don't know why I talk about like he doesn't lose. He's never going to lose. He's not Tom Brady, but he just has that thing. He is an assassin, this guy, mm-hmm. and that is what keeps me from just saying it's going to be a slam dunk with the mm-hmm. Rams. That guy does not lose in big games. Mm-hmm. All right, there's our convo on the Bengals. Rams fans, we will get to you. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero now for some updates. Thanks for being with us this early uh, on the West Coast. Tom, former Giants head coach Joe Judge, landed in a familiar place yesterday. Is he back with the Patriots? He is, Kay. Joe Judge, just the latest former Bill Belichick assistant to come back as a current Bill Belichick assistant after being a head coach elsewhere. And he has a notable title of offensive assistant. Joe Judge, in his first tenure with the 
Patriots, mostly coached special teams. He did dabble in coaching the wide receivers back in 2019. The Patriots do not currently have an offensive coordinator after Josh McDaniels went to Las Vegas to become the Raiders head coach. Belichick, at times in the past, has simply left that OC title vacant. So this now sets up a situation where Joe Judge could have a big role with Mac Jones and that offense in 2022. Okay. At GMFE Rams, Bengals, four days away. Joining us right now is 20 years of NFL experience coaching the Chicago Bears. Just so many exciting moments for me back in 2006, right to the Super Bowl that year. And he's now ready to take on the Houston Texans and take them to new heights. Please welcome to the show, new Texans head coach, Lovey. All right, coach. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Congrats on being named the new head coach of those Houston Texans. You went from defensive coordinator last season to now being tasked with really getting this franchise back on track. So, Lovey, why has Houston been such a great fit for you, and what should Texans fans be expecting? Well, Kay, uh, and a lot of reasons, hopefully. Uh, you know, I'm a product of Texas high school football, so to be able to lead you know, our professional football team is pretty special for me. Being a defensive coordinator last year here, I got a chance to uh, get my feet wet a little bit, get a chance to see how the organization works, get to know the players a little bit. So it's an easy transition for me. There's a lot of work to be done. We set a foundation last year, but uh, can't wait to take another step. Coach Smith, let me say congratulations as well. During your press conference yesterday, you were asked about the lack of African-American head coaches across the NFL. You've been in this league for a long time. What are your thoughts on the diversity issues that we continue to have um, amongst the coaching ranks? And how confident are you that we'll find solutions here in the near future? D'Angelo, first off, I mean, there is a problem. I mean, of course, you look at the numbers. You know, one black head football coach before I became the coach here. That's pretty deep. And it's just not an NFL problem. Of course, it's a society problem. Next is we all know the problem, the solution for it. I think that's pretty deep, too. What I think you can do and what I've always tried to do is uh, have more black candidates available. And to me, by doing that is about uh, you look at the staffs. It's just not about who gets an interview at the end. I mean, how many black guys own each staff? Once you have a lot more black assistant coaches, which leads to more black coordinators, there's not a whole lot of offensive guys out there to call play. That's why I'm so excited about some of the things we're doing here. Excited about Pep Hamilton, you know, a black man leading our offense. So there are ways, of course, to improve the numbers. And uh, hopefully, you know, me being named head coach here would be a start. I remember a time when there were about seven guys that looked like me, and we need to get those numbers up. Absolutely. Uh, Lovey, so happy for you, and it's great to see you in Houston getting this job. There are still questions, though, with the roster. Davis Mills played really well as a rookie, but Deshaun Watson was kept inactive all season amid sexual misconduct allegations, and his request to be traded still hasn't been granted. So what can you tell us as now you are the head man, the CEO of that room, the quarterback position, and is Deshaun Watson going to be a Texan this year? Well, first of Deshaun Watson on what happens with that. In time, things work themselves out. There's a lot of things we have to get through with it. There's a reason why, you know, Deshaun didn't play this past year. For me, as I've come into the building, you know, there are injuries each week and you plan on some guys being with you and that's not the case. You look to the next step, you take look to the next guy. And for us, of course, Davis Mills came in and did some good things. You know, when you're not the starter, you get a chance to go against the one defense each week. So I got a chance to see him in a lot of different situations. He played about as well as any of the rookie quarterbacks did last year. So excited about some of the things he can bring, and we'll see how the Deshaun Watson deal ends up. Coach, go with us, if you will, into the past. In 2006, you were with the Chicago Bears at the draft, and the team spent I remember a second those round years. pick. Uh, there was this kid from Miami who was a cornerback and a special teams return man. 
man. You guys drafted in the second round. Tomorrow night, that same kid might go into the Hall of Fame on the very first ballot. Can you please tell us about your memories of coaching Devin Hester and what it would mean for you to see him go into Canton? Well, memories, uh, I'll go back to going down to the University of Miami and working him out as a cornerback. So I, the guy, I knew the guy was a special athlete. Of course, the things he did as a, as a returner. You know, when you're the greatest of all time at a position, it seems like it's a given you're going to be a first-time Hall of Famer. But every one of his returns, and they were pretty special. I assume he's going in. Uh, if you get it, if you know Devin, he's just as good a person as he is football player. And I uh, can't wait to see him go in. Lovey, you've coached in two Super Bowls. One as the head coach of the Bears, as we just talked about. The other as defensive coordinator of the 2001 St. Louis Rams. So how different was it for you when coaching games on the biggest stage, games that have so much gravity and are so meaningful? That's one thing you don't forget. Being able to make it to the Super Bowl is so hard. You know, with Tom Brady retiring, you know, I was the defensive coordinator on the other side of the football field on his first uh, Super Bowl win. Uh, a lot of memories come back on a, on a week like this, but uh, it takes so much. Uh, so many things have to fall into place to be able to uh, to make it to that game. That's why it's so special. I'm excited about watching the game this week. You know, we had four wins last year, and. And what we can look to is uh, Cincinnati Bengals had four wins a year before, and you see them playing in the big game. It can happen quickly. It really can, and we're very excited to watch you chase that, Coach, um, and very excited just for everything you have going on in Houston. But before you go, you have a spectacular beard. We have to talk about this. (laughs) Coach, the last time we saw you as the head coach was 2015. Beardless, clean-shaven. You look like a whole new man now. Tell us, what is the family think of this beard and can we expect you to keep it moving forward into next season well i've been happily married for it'll be 42 years this year and my wife Marianne, it was kind of her idea so you know of course happy wife happy life and yeah. um we'll be keeping it i've aged a little bit since that time and uh you you know i've kind of embraced getting a little bit older so the beard would definitely be staying Awesome. Good. Let's go. We love happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. That's what they say. We are so congratulatory. We're so happy for you and excited for everything you do, though you do have a, a lot to get through down there in Houston. So we're wishing you the best of luck, Coach. Get to work, Coach. Thanks for having me on. All right, we will. See y'all later on. No doubt. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Countdown is on four days until we get Rams versus Bengals at SoFi Stadium. We're going to be talking about Super Bowl Sunday all week long right here for our show right outside of SoFi Stadium. We're outside. D'Angelo Hall is here. So it's Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, myself, Kay Adams, as we say hello to my little friend, the lead block. Hey, lead block. Let's do it and let's bring in Taylor Bashadi. She is at, with the Rams. We've got Bridget Condon covering the Bengals beat for us this morning. Taylor, let's start with you with an update on the under-the-radar piece on this Rams offense. Tyler Higby, the tight end. What's up with him ahead of Super Bowl 56? Well, Kay, last we heard from head coach Sean McVay, he didn't sound overly optimistic that Higby's going to be able to play. He said he's not even likely to practice this week. Higby sprained his MCL in the 49ers game, the 49ers championship game. And let's just talk about how important this tight end position is in Sean McVay's offense. They run an 11 personnel offense more than any other team in the league. That's one running back, one tight end. This leaves Tyler Higby on the field over 81% of the time. He has the second most receptions behind only Cooper Cup. So he's not going to be an easy player to replace. Also, the Rams have two tight ends already on injured reserve, so it's not even third because Higby might be out, so it's the fourth man up, and that is Kendall Blanton, the third-year player who's bounced back and forth between the active roster and the practice squad the last three years. Kendall Blanton stepped up last week. Let's see if he can do it again. Bridget, let's talk about the Bengals, though, and their defense. What has their unit done, and what has their defensive coordinator, Lou Amarumel, done that helped Cincinnati get to the Super Bowl to this point? Yeah, the Bengals' defense are what has kept them in games when the offense wasn't doing so hot. We saw it in the AFC title game against the Chiefs. They were down 21-10 at half, and Lou Anarumo, that defensive coordinator for the Bengals, he decided to switch things up at halftime. Then in the second half, they decided to rush three guys and have eight guys back. That disrupted Patrick Mahomes, and they still were even able to sack him four times in the fourth quarter. Safety Von Bell said this week that Lou Anarumo is a mad scientist. He's always cooking up something in the lab, and this week, he's going to have to find a recipe to pressure Matthew Stafford without blitzing him. We know Matthew Stafford is so good against the Blitz. He has a passer rating of just over 138 against the Blitz. That's the best by any quarterback in the next-gen stats era against the Blitz, and we see what he's done. When the Bucks blitzed him, it's Cooper Cup making those big plays, big catches, getting them to a win because they're able to still be so successful on offense. One of the guys for the Bengals who will try to disrupt that and try to
try to get to Matthew Stafford is Trey Hendrickson, who has 16 and a half sacks already on the season. And Hendrickson, he played tight end in high school, and he said this week, he scored touchdowns and he sacked quarterbacks, but nothing compares to getting a sack. I love Trey Hendrickson. Talked about him yesterday here on our show. Thank you so much to Bridget and Taylor Bashadi, respectively. We'll talk to you throughout the morning right here, but now it's time to talk quarterbacks and the superstars right up until Sunday. Is there an under the... Mm. Is this how we're labeling this? What is... I don't know. I don't quite know what an under the radar X factor means. It seems like this. Like maybe it's just like super deep. Deep okay. cut. Super deep cut. Let's go into the lab and mm-hmm. find that. We'll start with you, Kyle. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald and I'll tell you why it's under the radar. He used to be a wrestler back in the day. His name was Earthquake. You know what his finishing move was? You've shown me this before. Yeah, it's great. It was very simple. He would just go off the ropes and the guy's lying there and then he would just jump and just sit on him like this. Just bam. That was it. And then the guy would be, ah, and they would just pin him. Earthquake. And I'm worried that Aaron Donald is going to do this to Joe Burrow. Boom! Because and why is it under the radar? I'll tell you why. You're like, what do you mean? Aaron Donald's a big superstar. Uh-huh. This is a two-week-ago storyline. This whole thing about the Bengals' offensive line and protecting Burrow, it was nuclear after the Titans game because of the nine sacks. I think it has gone away because they fared better against Kansas City and Burrow was not getting sacked every five seconds. There's a danger in that hmm. because as good as Kansas City is, nobody's 99. No one is in the world, and maybe the history of the game has been him. So I think our attention and hopefully not the Bengals' attention, has gone elsewhere to other priorities. So for me watching it, I'm worried that that is going to come surging back and Aaron Donald's going to be in a blue singlet and his partner's going to be tugboat and he's going to be sitting on Joe Burrow. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> okay, so this is probably where I was supposed to say Mike Hilton, is, right, yeah. as the under-the-radar X-Factor. But I'm going to pivot a little bit. Okay. Let's go with Sean McVay. The last time Sean McVay was in this situation didn't fare so well. Three points from that offense. It's going to be key for him to make sure Matthew Stafford is comfortable. Sean, don't give up on that run game no matter what's going on. Keep Matthew Stafford comfortable. I need some clean pockets, some play-action pass game. You got to get some semblance of this run game going. Mm-hmm. You got Cam Akers out there, Sony Michelle. You'll mm-hmm. find a way Darryl to get Henderson that run game going. There. And then that's when it's dangerous. That's when this offense is dangerous. So I'm looking forward to seeing Sean McVay nice and comfortable, sleeping in his own bed, yeah. not quite the last type of Super Bowl mm-hmm. experience for him. I think he's more that OG coach as opposed to, you know, him kind of uh, gushing over play. Bill Belichick. plays with Odell when he didn't have to. He didn't. He could have kept that in his pocket for this game. That Super Bowl where he put up three points, I'm we didn't sure. see any of that. You think we see it this oh, time around? Oh, you're going to get a little bit of everything. I hope and so. you better. He better pull so. out every stop. Every single play you got, draw it up, pull it out. Let's see it. You know, Let's the game it. plans are written yesterday. They're written Monday. Wednesday, the game plan is kind of kind of boiling and it's ready to go. Yes, they, it is. He's had a whole week to prepare for it. And I think Cam Akers is a story that we have not mentioned once this entire week. And in the Eric Weddle comeback story, Cam Akers' comeback story has been woefully underspoken about. Cam Akers popped his Achilles in August. Tore his Achilles is back and is going to have to play a huge role in this game. Can he? They want him to. I assure you, they want to establish the run. It's easier said than done. After a couple drives, if it stalls, you say, you know what, we got Cup, we got Beckham, we got Steph. They need to establish the run and they can't abandon it. It's important Mm -hmm. to keep that Bengals offense off the field. And I look at that Bengals run defense. Guys, it hasn't been good. Mm. Jarek McKinnon was eating last week in that first half of that game. The week before that, of all the teams that have been in the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. That's interesting. Entering this thing, yards per carry, the Bengals are the very worst. The Rams know that. This mm. is a chess match. It might be very tantalizing for McVay to say, 
Gosh, let's go five wide. Let's get Van Jefferson, sure. Odell, and let's get Cup going early. But Cam Akers is going to play a huge role. Don't be shocked if it's Cam Akers in the first few drives. Handoff, handoff, screen pass. Just got to get that going, and that opens up everything else. But if Cam is averaging 2.9 yards per mm -hmm. carry like yeah. he's been, it might be very hard for them to be, hey, let's be patient. But all of a sudden, Cincinnati starts moving the ball. He's got to hold on to the ball. I mean, it's my biggest question mark in the Super Bowl. What is the Rams' run game look like? Who's running the ball? How much do they use it? And how do they use it effectively? Uh, I'll go with Tyler. Boyd here. We're hearing Ramsey say, put me on your best guy. And the Rams can choose to do that, right, Shrakes? They can say, Ramsey, we're going to put you on Jamar Chase. And then you got trouble for T. Higgins because if you don't have to double Jamar Chase, you can give him some trouble. Who's going to be open is Tyler Boyd. He's been sort of quiet this postseason. He's had some incredible catches, incredible moments for this team, but he's going to get one-on-ones. He's going to have space to work out of the slot. And the Rams do have some issues when it comes to depth on their secondary. They have Jalen Ramsey. Then there's some question marks that sort of fall uh, after that. So this is why you bring back Eric Weddle, right? They're 22nd against the pass. And now, you know, this is, you're saying the game plans are solidified, Trakes. This is the point of the program where we're sort of poking holes into both teams, sure. right? What's the weakness? What's the, the pass defense is something that is, is a little bit of a, a concern or a little, little something you can exploit. But let's bring in uh, Tom Pellicero right now for a bit of an update. Roger Goodell is going to address the media later today. What should we expect to hear from the commissioner? Okay, this is the annual Super Bowl press conference for Roger Goodell. And there's plenty of positive news that he will surely be eager to discuss. An exciting playoffs here, the return of revenue, massive TV ratings, and also a second consecutive season amidst COVID-19 in which there have been minimal disruptions, and zero games lost. Usually we also get some announcements on the international front at the Super Bowl here. The NFL has said it intends to go back to Mexico and for the first time to Germany for a regular season game in 2022. Expect some details on that to be discussed today. Goodell also surely will be asked a lot about some of the recent controversies, including a class action lawsuit filed by former Dolphins coach Brian Flores alleging racial discrimination in hiring practices, and also about the NFL's handling of an investigation into a top toxic workplace environment with the Washington Commanders that has drawn the attention of Congress. You can watch that press conference live right here, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on NFL Network. Eight years in the NFL, he blocked for Jamal Charles, he blocked for Adrian Peterson, and now he is the author and analyst and host of a podcast called Jeff Schwartz is yeah. Smarter Than You. Let's welcome back to the show our friend Jeff Schwartz. What Jeff, what's up? Oh, oh, glad dude. to be here, guys. Thanks for having me in this, this lineman-friendly chair. I <laughs> and this is kind of a lineman-friendly Super Bowl with a lot of big bodies inside, but we're talking a lot about the Rams and their stars. What do you think of this Bengals season, a team that won four games last year? Yeah, I've been wrong about them every step of the way, so I don't know how much you want to take for this, but I think what it is is that Joe Burrow has instilled this confidence in them that no matter what happens any part of the game, he can win the game for them, right? We've all played for quarterbacks like that, and I think that to me is what this team is, right? Yeah, they have good pieces every now and then kind of around the team, but his confidence exudes through the team and allows them to win games they shouldn't be winning, right? And allows them to play free, and I think the number one thing they do on the field is they don't make mistakes. Like, they don't let themselves beat themselves, right? If you look at all the three playoff games, they haven't made the mistakes. The Raiders have, the Titans have, the Chiefs have. The Bengals just don't make mistakes. I think that starts from the quarterback position. Where are you at with Stafford? Do you trust him? Are you liking the storyline of Matthew Stafford? Where are you at? I'm starting to trust him a little bit. I think entering the playoffs, it was tough, right? He had eight interceptions in the last four games. They weren't terribly good, but he's played pretty well outside uh -huh. of, the, of the one throw that was dropped late in that game. But I think you have to trust him out, right? 900 yards in three playoff games. The offense is, is playing really well. It's efficient. He's made the big throws. And remember, when he was traded, he said he wanted to play in big games. That's why he wanted to come to Los Angeles. Nice. And he's done well on national TV games this year and primetime games and the playoffs so far. So you have to trust them. And this Bengals defense, man, it confused Pat Mahomes. I get that. They have two weeks now to prepare. I expect 
the Rams offense to be really good this weekend. Mm. They're smarter than all of us yep. with this podcast. Yes. We know that. I'm going to ask you a really a real toughie. You yes. Ready? Von Miller, Aaron Donald, two future Hall of Famers, yes. right? How does the Bengals offensive line keep them in check? <laughs> Can they and uh, how do they do it since you're smarter than everybody? No, they're not. But the way you do it is a couple of things. One is you throw screens. Okay. And and I think this is it's kind of rude to say, but screens work so well for the Bengals because the defensive line feels like it's a normal rep. Because our job is, is to punch a guy and release. Well, that kind of feels like what happens most pass protection <laughs> reps, where they just kind of like win right away. Right. So they'll get out in space and boom. Uh, empty protection. I know that's opposite of what people think, but empty protection allows the ball to be thrown quickly, right? You spread everyone out. You see where th- you know you see where everything's at. The ball should be out quickly before the rush huh. gets to Joe. But everyone thinks you pack it in. No, no, no. You spread everything out. You throw the ball quickly like that, and then you hope. You just hope that your guys make enough plays. Like you have to hope that Joe Mixon just finds enough alleys to get through. You hope that Burrow can continue to avoid pressure and get away from sacks and make these little big plays. He's very good in the pocket with his movement, but they're not going to all of a sudden play well. Uh-huh. Sorry, you're not going to do that. Angels on the outfield. Christian no. Boyd, sweep <laughs> Nobody in. rubbing their shoulders, Kay. Here's the difference, though. In the last three playoff games, Raiders, Titans, Chiefs, they don't have the pass defense the Rams do. Mm. They have the pass rush at certain positions, but the Rams have the pass defense, which the Bengals haven't seen in a long time. So it's, it's the pass rush with Leonard Floyd as well mm. and the pass defense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your Chiefs. Oh, boy. I know. Do they we have up to? 18 points, AFC Championship game. <laughs> They've been to four AFC Championship games, right? They only got one Super Bowl. How long do you think this loss lingers? I feel like this one was a little different. Mm-hmm. Oh, forever. It's, it's going to linger forever. It's an inexcusable loss. Well, linger into next season, like their actual play on the field, maybe not. I mean, I think this is fuel for Pat Mahomes. But there's a pattern now where they've blown three of these games. I was in one of them. I was in the Chiefs-Colts game. We were mm. 38-10 in the third quarter mm. loss on the, on the road in the playoffs game. Now, yeah. let me cut you off. Is that because Andy Reid won't run the football? Football? Yeah, that's part of it. Okay. He needs to run the football. And people think it's just running to run the football. That's not really what it is. So in this in this particular game, they're rushing the ball really well. And when the offense stalls out, I've always felt a way to get your offense back and say, hey, offensive one, especially good one. She said a good one. Just run the ball three or four times in a row for a first down. Mm-hmm. Get another yard. Boom, play action pass. Boom, down the field. Your whole team feels that vibe of physicality. And you kind of get things going. So it's not just saying run the ball to run the ball. Hey, just do something different. No. It's about establishing that identity back mm-hmm. on your offense. And that's that's what I think the Chiefs missed in that game. I understand going to Pat Mahomes. I get it. As bad as they played, first and five at the five-yard line with a minute 30 left. Like, they were still right there. And I think they just, you know, and that's, I think, the only tweak of this offense that needs to be made is, this, you have a good offensive line, man. They're really good. Just trust them in, in moments where things aren't kind of well. Trust the big guys up front. Jarek McKinnon was eating in that first yes. half. He was nowhere to be found mm-hmm. in the second. Mm-hmm. They average six yards a carry on the, on the six carries they had in the second half. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's a philosophy thing where, and I understand, Pat Mahomes is your guy, and, and you're a passing offense. And when things go badly, you revert back to what you know, which is passing the football. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, the only evolution of that offense that needs to be tweaked. Is, again, in moments of crisis, maybe rely on that offensive line to do their job. Really quickly, because we're wrapping, yes. Bengals or Rams? Well, I'm going to pick the Rams. I'll be wrong about the Bengals probably again for four straight weeks. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I can't get over the fact that their offensive line has allowed, what, 40-plus pressures, whatever system yeah. you use to grade them. Like, at some point, it has to matter. It has to matter that you cannot block for your quarterback. And I think the Rams' offense will be able to move the ball pretty well on the Bengals' defense. So, I think the Rams win by about 10. And that means the Bengals will win. Guys, Jeff Schwartz <laughs> is smarter than you. Jeff Schwartz, guys, thank you. That's the man. Love it. Coming up next, we're going to go through some of Joe Burrow's tweets. Wait. Who knows? You're sure. talking Rams, Bengals next. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. 
because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. It is time for the Lee Blanc. Time for the Lee Blanc. Lee Blanc leads us to Taylor Bashotti and Bridget Condon covering the two Super Bowl squads respectively. Taylor, we start with you. A key member of the Rams will not be on the field for Super Bowl 56. Robert Woods, we haven't talked about him in a bit. Uh, how is he doing and what are his emotions like heading into Sunday? Well, okay, there are a few Rams players for whom this isn't just a home game. It is a home game. They were born here, raised here, grew up here. Robert Woods is one of them, and he won't be able to be out on the field on Sunday because he tore his ACL in November. Sarah High School, USC. So, of course, you saw the emotional embrace between Cooper Cup and Robert Woods after the NFC Championship game. But I talked to Robert Woods last night and he said, listen, it's going to hurt to not be out there with my team, but the joy does overshadow the pain. As a boy who grew up in Los Angeles, Robert Woods said he realizes how important this is for the city of Los Angeles and for the Rams to develop a loyal fan base. He said, we live in Championship City. You need rings, you need trophies. And speaking of rings, he said one of those stones that's going to be in that Rams championship game, he said he knows it's going to be for him because he made some of the plays that helped the Rams get to this point. It's a great report and it's a great take from Robert 
Robert Woods, this is not a second-place town. Meanwhile, Bridget, on the Bengals' side, we know all about the Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase-LSU connection. Tell us about one of Burrow's teammates from Ohio State that could play a big role in the game on Sunday. We know the offensive line has been a question mark for this Bengals team all season long. Joe Burrow finished the regular season as the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He was sacked 51 times. He's already been sacked 12 times in the postseason, and it's not going to get any easier come Sunday. With a Rams team made up of two of the best pass rushers in the league with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, one of the guys who will try and protect Joe Burrow on Sunday is right tackle Isaiah Prince. He says he takes it personal when he sees Joe on the ground during the game. He says he goes into the game wanting to protect his brother, wanting to stick up for his brother. And that relationship started way back in Ohio State. They both were in the same recruiting class at Ohio State. They would ride the elevators together. They were dorm mates. And he said Joe has been the same guy that he met way back when at Ohio State, one of his first friends, first people he met on campus. He's been that same guy since then all the way to now. Even when he went to LSU, he said they remained good friends and called it a surreal moment for them to be so young back at Ohio State. Now all the way to now, they're playing for a Super Bowl, and he's the guy that's going to try and keep Joe Burrow on his feet come Sunday. Appreciate the update, Bridget. Taylor Bashotti, great work as always. Everybody comes into the Super Bowl with a game plan. Traeger said it's Wednesday. The game plan pretty much set. It's been boiling, and it's ready to be rolled out and dished out, serving piping hot there at SoFi Stadium with all these Bobcats driving behind me. They're getting stuff built here for NFL Honors, which is, of course, tomorrow right here on NFL Network. Guys, what is the... I like to plan for the worst, and I'm negative negative and pessimistic by nature. What is the worst-case scenario for these Rams in Super Bowl 56. Oh, baby, there is a bad city. We're in Hollywood right now, or at least we're Hollywood adjacent. Sure, yeah, Hollywood adjacent. I have no idea where we are. I'm a New Yorker. Ishtar was a bomb. Cutthroat Island. Bomb. (laughs) L.A.'s had bombs before. Battlefield Earth. Bomb. (laughs) If this team goes all in. Cats. And gets all (laughs) Cats. Bomb. If you get all these guys, all these stars, (laughs) and you show up on that field behind me on Sunday. Uh Uh-oh and you get blown out by the Bengals, yeah. we're talking about one of the greatest Hollywood bombs we have ever seen, and especially in the NFL's history. The, the Rams are built for Sunday. They, don't make any mistake about it. They weren't there to just compete. They were there to play for this Sunday. And when you talk about the Rams, whereas the Bengals have... The Rams are built for 2022. Look at the free agent list that they have. The second this game ends, Odell's a free agent, Vaughn's a free agent, Sony's a free agent, Corbett, who they traded for, a free agent. SJD free agent, mm-hmm, Troy Reed, mm-hmm. all these guys are free agents and gosh, they went all in for this year and it's at SoFi and it's LA and this is the storybook story. I, I would also add this, they've played in a Super Bowl fairly recently and they had that, they had the goose egg. Sure. They did not show up for the Patriots Super Bowl. It could not have been laid out any better for them. Please don't go Ishtar on Sunday. That's Peter, all I say. What do you got, D-Hall? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's different, right? I think Sean McVay is different, Peter, when you talk about that. And even more so than the Rams getting blowed out, in my opinion, if they can't run the football, right, if they can't make it comfortable for Matthew Stafford, I mean, we just heard Jeff Schwartz say in, in, in the last segment, the last four games, eight mm-hmm. interceptions. Mm-hmm. And yes, Matthew Stafford has been flawless in the playoffs. But I was a great player at one point, and I wanted to make plays in big-time situations, right? That's how you immortalize yourself. You go out here on that day and you throw it around. You force a ball. Press a little bit. And so you press a little bit. And if you're down, 
I don't want Matthew Stafford pressing. I don't want this football team down. I don't want the Rams down in this ball game mm-hmm. because if they're down and they're chasing, mm-hmm. you guys know what it's like to chase. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been in that situation where we're chasing Bengals something. got a player named Chase. <laughs> you don't want to be chasing Chase. <laughs> no. I think the worst case scenario for the Rams is that it is the Jamar Chase Super Bowl, mm. and he has a big catch early, and it's a 35-yarder over the middle, and that is their oh crap moment as Rams fans that, you know what? This rookie sensation is going to finish this thing, and he's going to have a 200-yard game against us, and there's nothing Jalen can do or Weddle can do or any of us can do. He is just too talented and too good. Um, I don't think the Bengals can win the game if Jamar Chase is not a huge factor, and I think he is going to have a big game, and if he gets a big game going early, I think that the Rams are on roller skates for the rest of the night like the Lakers were last night. If Stafford presses and they make mistakes, the worst-case scenario is that the Bengals capitalize on those mistakes. Stafford has been brilliant for most of the postseason. I don't even care about those eight interceptions in four games, whatever it was. He has been so good and mostly, I mean, I think he bailed out Sean McVay on some challenges and weird timeout stuff to get to where they are. Stafford, he is a gunslinger. And to your point, he's never played in the Super Bowl. He's never played in a game this mm-hmm. big. Does Matthew Stafford want to be the hero or is he able to just keep it? Be a good right? teammate, yeah. How do you feel about it? I feel like he's the hero. I do. The postseason, these huge games, the he's books, amazing. The second he hit Cooper Cup against Tampa, something clicked. I feel mm-hmm. like he's locked in. It is always an honor to introduce our next guest, especially though this year with the Bengals in the Super Bowl. He is, in fact, one of the greatest players ever. He's a nine-time All-Pro, nine-time All-Pro, and a member of the NFL 100 All-Time team. Please welcome back to the show, Bengals legend, Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz! Good afternoon! How y'all doing? Great, 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 great. Thanks for having me. The Bengals just made their way here. Yesterday, I ran into you in Cincinnati when yeah. I was there. Some sweet, it was a, a whirlwind, and I looked and I said, they're going to go deep into this thing. You, How do you, you feel about it. it? You pegged it. You called it. It has been, what, 33 years. Uh, it's been a long time since I was, a, you know, I played in the last Super Bowl, but man, these guys are so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I go to every home game, watch them on TV, and it's amazing. So one of the first questions I was asked now, going into the playoffs, the lack of playoff experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, let me just say something. Sometimes that might be a factor, but I think these guys are so confident in themselves, confident as a team, and they just have fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it mattered getting into the playoffs, mm-hmm. playoff experience or not. It's just, they've been amazing. Grit, talent, and never give think up. they're special? And, uh, are they magical? Pardon? Are they special? Magical? I thing? think so. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a lot of years since I've sat and watched a game and our Bengals are down. I'm like, oh, come on. Now it's like they're down. Okay, what are they going to do to come back, yeah. tie it up, win the game? 21-3 in Arrowhead, and they come back, yeah. and they win the time. That is yeah. the very definition of special. Yeah. Anthony, there's also this feeling, though, that um, they're so young and they're ahead of schedule, but nothing is promised. You, you may right. never make it back to this game. It's too difficult in this yeah. league. You did make it back. You went yeah. to two Super Bowls, both close losses to the yeah. 49ers, and you came up just short. What would be your message to this Bengals team about capturing this moment and making this one count? I would say enjoy the moment, really take it in, <laughs> but stay focused. Win it or whatever happens – don't let this be the last time. Continue the journey mm-hmm. and just stay together. I think there's a lot of distractions after you win and get to a Super Bowl. And that's what's so impressive about the teams. You know, the Buffalo Bills, they didn't win one, but to get there four oh, years yeah. in a row, of course, Tom Brady and the, and the Patriots, to get there year after year or a lot of years, in a row, that takes a lot. So your focus has to, you can't be satisfied with doing it one year. Mm-hmm. I looked at both of ours after we went to the Super Bowl. I really thought we had the ability to make at least a two, three-year run. But I really believe that we didn't have that drive because both years, like the yeah. team this okay. year, we came off a six-win season, 12-4 and four home field advantage, 4-12, and 12-4 and 
for home field advantage and we just stayed focused wow. and uh, I think that's what I would say to them don't be satisfied with the team awards the, you know the individual accolades mm -hmm. just keep work bust it increase your your work ethic turn up the volume of preparation and, uh, and it'll happen. Even that, there's so many outside factors and so hard. Yep. So people who are saying, oh, they're, they're playing with house money, there's no pressure. I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure because yep. it's not easy to get back and be put in those positions. Or maybe it'll be a little easier because of their quarterback. Joe Burrow's a winner. He's a national champion. He's the number one overall pick and now he's in the Super Bowl in his first season healthy fully in the NFL. So there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Bengals fan. Now, there's a lot of comparisons flying around about Tom Brady, but you played against a young Joe Montana in his third season, mm -hmm. and that was Super Bowl 16. Do you see any similarities between those two? I heard a lot, Tom Brady, and I, I said, I also see some Joe Montana okay. in them because, you know, both guys were not big. You know, you look at a Marino or guys, you know, they're not that huge guys, you mm -hmm. know, rocket arms. But the smarts, the poise, the leadership, they elevate the play of the guys around them. And you can tell guys love to play for them. And I think I just heard a tight end just say he might want to play with Joe Burrow. Uh -huh. that played, yeah. with, played with the best of all time. He's got jersey number. Uzama's got that 87. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, uh, no, I, th I think uh, I see some of that. And, and just the calm of I always expect if he does throw a pick or if something bad happens, the next time under center, some good, something's good is going to happen. And that tells me the guy has amazing poise and he just has the laser focus. So, yeah, I see a little bit of both those guys in him. Cannot wait to watch them. It is the coolest thing to be at Paul Brown Stadium when you walk in and you see, and, and one of the greatest to ever do it is just sitting there by himself, taking in the game, watching, supporting oh, yeah. quietly, standing up in this. I think it's really cool, and the Bengals are lucky to have you. You go to all oh, the home games, you. it's really, really I do, I do, and I, I love, you know, I do the preseason games on TV, it. so I do that. and I, So I get a chance, and I'm, I'm with people that love watching, so I just kind of sit through with my hat. Yeah. And just kinda... <laughs> you just understand it, but I'm like, sure. uh, I know the who man. you are, Anthony. <laughs> are you picking the Bengals on Friday? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.